The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Barcelona Blogrunners podcast. My name is Josh. Hope everyone is doing well today. Hope everyone had a lovely week. Uh, I think I can say we all had a better week than anyone at Barcelona right now, except for Ronald Koeman. I guess he's having a pretty good week. Uh, so last time we talked, we talked with uh, Jake from Bavarian Football Works. We chatted about the um, upcoming Barcelona versus Bayern match, which has now been almost a week uh, or almost a week removed from that. And I'm not going to talk in depth about the match because I, th- <laughs> I honestly just don't want to. Um, I think overall the match kind of went as expected. Um, I, I don't think any of us expected Barcelona to... L- I don't even know if they laid down as much as they were just like outclassed to a point where it was ridiculously embarrassing. And I, I still don't necessarily think it's indicative of how how good this Barcelona team is, right? Because Byron don't go out and beat, you know, I don't know. Barcelona aren't, <laughs> Barcelona aren't complete crap, right? Like they finished second in La Liga for a reason. They're a very good football team, a very solid football team. I think there was just such a sense of, and this isn't a word, defeatedness. There was like already a, a looming impending fear of defeats that was coming into the match that, they never really had a chance. Um, I, I I think a lot of us, and we talked about this with Jake last week, is the, the thought process going into the match was pretty much if Barcelona are to have a chance, right? Like I, I kept saying, I don't know where Barcelona go to score more than two goals. And we saw what happened. Um, and I didn't necessarily think that... I didn't expect Byron to come out and score eight, obviously. Um, I thought that Byron's overall just kind of midfield control and overall attacking control would overwhelm Barcelona enough to take complete control of the match. Um, I did not... I don't think anyone expected it to be that crazy of a match, um, to be that dominating of a performance by Byron, to be that depressing and uh, lack of life from Barcelona... Um, and I, I, I think it's, uh, it needed to happen. Right. Um, I think if they were to advance and play Leon and get to the Champions League final against PSG or something crazy like that, right. Uh, you know, sweeping changes wouldn't have happened. And I think, and you know, we're going to talk about the, the, the changes, right. That have happened and are apparently going to happen. Um, but this defeat needed to happen. It was embarrassing. It, I don't know. I I feel like in order to spur on a complete reset, as much of a complete reset as a team like Barcelona can possibly have, you needed something like this. I don't think they were going to realize this on their own. 
Um, it didn't seem like they were going to anyways. And so, you know, second in the Liga, an 8-2 loss in the Champions League to uh, to Bayern Munich is uh, it's a pretty solid wake-up call. Um, and then, obviously, Kike Setien gets sacked. Um, seven months on the job. Probably the weirdest seven months anyone has had managing a football club that I can remember in recent history. And... In comes Ronald Koeman. Um, first, I, I kind of want to touch on Kike Setien. He he was obviously never really given a fair chance. Um, he was brought into this team after Ernesto Valverde was sacked. And then immediately, you know, shortly after coming on board, everything with COVID happened. Uh, he wasn't able to, to kind of make the roster changes that he would have hoped to have made. Um, seven months is generous because he actually really only had like four months of, you know, normal football time. <laughs> Um, with the team and so you think about how drastic of a (laughs) it's I don't know I I, and we can talk about the specifics of Ronald Koeman now but like I I don't know what difference they're expecting to have with Ronald Koeman Um, I don't foresee him doing I I don't know like I I get he's the club legend right and maybe that's the appeal Um, but his managerial career just isn't that impressive to me. Like I know he had a good run in Southampton and I think it was PSV, but, uh, as soon as he got to a, you know, a Everton's not a big club. Right. And I think there's a lot of revisionist history with his time at Everton. Like they obviously spent a lot of money. They had a decent first season and then he was, you know, sacked shortly thereafter. I I, want to say in a second season he was sacked. Uh, so, I mean, excuse me for, I guess, not being blown away by Ronald Koeman. I don't know what else they were supposed to do other than hire a Ronald Koeman. Like, they weren't going to go get Xavi. Pep's not coming home. Like, I don't I don't really know what else they were supposed to do. I don't know why this is happening now. I don't know why they think that just firing another manager is going to fix things. Um, and maybe they don't. Maybe in the, you know, in the next few weeks there's going to be larger changes with some of the core players um but again like i think this you know and eric obviously left but i think the sweeping changes just still have to happen from the presidential level and obviously elections are going to happen and so hopefully we're going to see changes there but i don't know what firing another manager and hiring ronald kuman does like he doesn't have a transfer budget um, I know this week it was reported that apparently Barcelona are willing to put Luis Suarez and Sergio Busquets on the table for Latero Martinez. And it just, that doesn't seem like it's going to do any good. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see, uh, Inter Milan being that intrigued by an aging Suarez and an aging Busquets as good as they still are. And frankly, if I was an Inter Milan supporter or uh, a player at Inter Milan, I'd be pretty pissed if they just, you know, eventually they've held on this strong and they've, you know, they've done a good job of negotiating with Barcelona and then it doesn't give up as soon as they offer Luis. Like, that would just be so weird to me. Like, especially with how good Lukaku's been. Like, you wouldn't want to bring in a striker that's going to take time away from Lukaku. Uh, even though you could say, like, well, you play them both. Like, I just I don't see that being successful. Um... So I don't still don't see Lautaro Martinez happening. I still, I, the, <laughs> I'm just still shocked that they think that firing Setien and bringing in Kuman is some sort of fix. Like this is just what 
Bartimeo does every time. And it's like a short term, like it's a panic decision. Um, I don't see any long term strategy. It's just like a let's just keep Messi here kind of strategy. And like, guys, if Messi's thinking about leaving, like Ronald Koeman's not going to be like the guy that keeps him. He's not going to be the guy that keeps him in Barcelona. Um, There may not be a guy that keeps Messi in Barcelona other than the president being gone. Um, I think Luis wrote a piece kind of talking about how Bartomeu must resign and the sooner the better. And like, I, I think before this, I would have thought that was a little dramatic. Um, but I really do think like if I, I think for Messi to really stay and to be convinced that like, you know, things are different, like Bartomeu has to resign. They have to hold elections sooner rather than later. And they have to perform some sort of reset on this entire project because just firing Setien and hiring Kuman is not going to do it. And especially with the lack of transfer moves that they're going to be able to make um, this off season. Like I know there was, <laughs> I know there was a report um, that Barcelona really think that. Uh, Neymar is some sort of fix. There was a report from, um, I think, Sport. They were, like, thinking about offering Griezmann plus, like, $50 million for Neymar. And I just, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying Neymar's not great. Clearly, he's great. Uh, it's these. It's the same mindset, right, of, like, let's just bring in the next X amount of dollar Euro star and let's sack the manager after he's been here for seven months. Like how long does Kuman have? Right. Um, I just, I don't know. I think I'm kind of in the same place as a lot of people who, uh, cover or follow Barcelona and that I'm just like, they just seem like they're repeating the same mistakes over again. And you would hope for the Barcelona fan and the Barcelona, um, brand as a whole that this same process of rinse and repeat doesn't actually be like the final thing that keeps that pushes Lionel Messi out the door um I I don't know what to think about Messi right now I really think he's thinking about it like I, I, I don't I think you'd be a fool to think he's not thinking about it um I think that his consideration of leaving Barcelona has never been more real. And I think there's a very real possibility he leaves Um, and firing your manager and hiring another one and not making sweeping changes at the presidential level is, uh, is not going to do much to keep him there. So um, I still think if I had to place a bet on it, I still think he would stay, but the changes Barcelona are making aren't going to do anything to help those chances. So yeah, that's all I got. Um, Short ones today. Hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Um, we tweeted this in the Barcelona Blogger on his Twitter account, but we hit 100K downloads for the year, which is just crazy. Um, thank you all for listening, and we're excited to uh, excited to keep working. So have a good one, everybody.